Art of the Kickstart, Episode 69. Welcome to theartofthekickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews consulting that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. I'm here with David Werner of Hellstar. We've been doing this. We got the technology finally working. The technology's working with his product to keep bikers everywhere safe. I'm pumped to have him on the line. Thank you so much for coming today, David. Let's do this. You got it. First question for you. Life quote, success quote, something you live by, others can get pumped up. Anything you got? Yeah, you know what? I've actually got two, and they're hanging in my bedroom over my bed. And I was an English major in school, so I find a lot of wisdom and a lot of great things people have said. So we may talk a little bit about it. But one of them is from William Shakespeare. And it's in Act 1, Scene 1 of his All's Well That Ends Well. Shakespeare was one of my favorite writers. And it's love all, trust a few, and do wrong to no one. And uh, more people should live by that. Those are both absolutely huge. Basically, just rules to live. The second one is Mahatma Gandhi. And let me let me just tell you this, because this is another one. And uh, it's live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. I don't even know which one I love better. I love Gandhi. Just be the change you want to be in the world. He's changed the world in such amazing ways. And you're trying to do something something similar with safety for bikers. But before we get into that, got a quick question. We talked about this a little before the campaign. You're an entrepreneur now. That means you get to work from anywhere. What's up with the birds? Give us the story. Oh, <laughs> I do work from home, which is really, really great. And I started out when I uh, when I turned 50. I got as a gift because nobody knew what to give me, a kayak, which is a, a very small Amazon parrot. And they're, uh, they're the comedians of the bird kingdom, and they're just awesome birds. I had a friend who had a number of birds and was giving up, kind of fostering a uh, Goffin cockatoo, which is a, a white, beautiful, beautiful snow white bird with just an amazing temperament. So that gave me two. And the woman I was dating at the time and now married to had a sun conure, which is a gorgeous orange and brilliantly colored red and yellow bird. And then her daughter has two Amazon parrots. So when we combined households, <laughs> we had a lot of birds. I actually built a soundproof bird room. It's a room designed for the birds. Believe it or not, it was soundproofed. The ceiling, the walls, the whole bit. If you're hearing the birds, you're hearing them through the soundproofing. And if the room wasn't soundproof, we wouldn't be talking like this right now. They'd be going crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah, they're going to be uh, they're going to be active just because they hear me. So that brings up a really interesting question. You're a biker guy making a biker product. And yet you're a bird guy. What's the deal? How can you be Mr. Tough Guy Entrepreneur and loving birds? How'd you get into all the bike and stuff. How'd you start this product? How did you get into Hellstar? You know, I am. Um, I'm not a tough biker guy. I love motorcycles. I ride adventure bikes, um, which are dual sport bikes on or off road. I started riding when I was 
little. I mean, I was probably uh, 12 years old and uh, started with a mini bike and then graduated to a motorcycle. And when I was in high school, I raced motocross and then I had my motorcycle stolen. And at that point, I, uh, I felt it was fate. And I don't think I was ever reckless on the bike, but I was doing more daring things. And I thought to myself, hey, maybe there's a reason it happened. And I was going to kill myself on it. And I gave up motorcycling for a bunch of years. And about a decade ago, I was on my way home from work and a beautiful sunny day, busy street. I was approaching an intersection. I saw the red light in heavy traffic. And uh, as I was preparing to stop, I saw a motorcycle in front of me at the very last minute. And the only reason I saw the motorcyclist is because he moved his head and he had been blocking the third brake light on the van that was in front of him. And he had a dimly lit low place taillight. He was wearing a brown jacket. He had a brown motorcycle. He was in front of a rust color van and he blended right into it. And it was a panic stop. Nobody got hurt. And I thought to myself, why doesn't someone have a third brake light on the back of their motorcycle helmet? And Third Eye Design was born. That is brilliant. And it is just that perfect storm. But I would have thought two weeks ago, if we were doing this interview, I would have thought you were straight up nuts for being a biker. It seems so terrifying. And I've been in Thailand now recently, guys. We've talked about this a little bit. There's motorbikes everywhere. I can't get anywhere without a motorbike. So I finally decided to go for it. I'm renting one. I'm riding it. I'm loving it. It's terrifying, though, the safety aspects. How do you go about creating something? I'm dealing with mopeds. You're dealing with full-blown motorcycles. How do you make something that will be safe enough for people? And how do you go about testing to see if your light concept is actually something that's going to keep people out of harm's way? Well, I mean, that's that's actually a really good question. And, um, you know, for us, well, for, I think probably for all motorcyclists, one of the top concerns is visibility. If you take a look at studies that have been done around the globe, all the studies say motorcyclists get hit because they're not seen. That's it. That's the predominant cause of motorcycle accidents when they interact with other vehicles on the road. So I wanted to do something to make motorcyclists more visible. The good fortune we had is that the technology that we have, we're the only company in a world with a patent on the technology that we developed. Ford Motor Company had hired my RF engineer to invent a radio frequency communication protocol to talk between the engine and the inside of a car. And at the time, auto manufacturers were being pressured to reduce the number of pass-throughs between the engine and the inside of a car. And the auto manufacturers were trying to communicate more wirelessly. So my engineer was building this communication protocol to send tachometer information, fuel injection information, engine RPM speed, all kinds of stuff to the inside of the car. And halfway through the development of this technology, Ford Motor Company asked them to stop. And they, at the same time, Bluetooth was really beginning to uh, catch its stride. And they said, we're going to use Bluetooth. We don't have any power issues. Cars produce tons of power. We're not concerned about the power requirements of Bluetooth. And there's ancillary benefits. So he put the technology that was unfinished on a shelf. And when I contacted him, he said, I'll tell you what, if you pay to finish the development of the technology, I'll give it to you because I'm really excited about it and I'm not quite sure where it's headed, but it's pretty cool. So that's exactly what I did. And it turns out in completing the development of the technology, we ended up with this H-field generator magnetic backscatter, which is a ultra, ultra low power, low frequency RF communication protocol that 
accurately sends information in short distances at very low power and is completely safe to people and works uh, works very well in a complex, noisy urban environment. Let's play interesting future prediction. That sounds like what's going to be used in robotic cars once we have autonomous vehicles. Is your technology, what you're talking about patenting, going to be a player in that? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I do know that we just wrote a white paper for the government to be a near-field communication protocol for some of the work that the military is doing right now. Soldiers carry an awful lot of batteries and uh, it's pretty heavy, like an average of between eight and 20 pounds of batteries. So the government, the military is looking to reduce that requirement. So if our protocol is so energy efficient, we don't require a lot of battery power. There's a big benefit there. So, you know, I don't know where all this technology is going to head, but I think we'll discover some really, really interesting uses of it as we as we continue to move forward. So Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, if you guys are listening in, you might want to get in on this early. Be the sharks that are helping David launch this. So David, you're doing this. First question I got for you now, $250,000. Why do you need a quarter of a million dollars to make this happen? That's a huge challenge for Kickstarter creators. How'd you come up with your goals? Well, we have campaign commitments, which is to say that we're going to get somebody a unit if they pre-buy one. And in order to do that, that's just the budget that I need. You know, that's really a bare bones budget. So that doesn't pay me. I'm working on this full time. I'm not getting paid, which is really tough. And if that's all I raise is to $250,000. That's enough money to finish my RF engineering, go to production and build enough units to meet the campaign obligations. Up until this point, I have about $550,000 invested in the company. About half of that money is mine. And that's what it takes. And for the technology that we've developed, that's dirt cheap. So I feel real proud about what we've done and what it's cost, but it's still an awful lot of money, you know, and it it doesn't come all at once. It comes $10,000 at a time, but, you know, it's expensive for sure. So one big question I got for you then, one of the slight issues I see with this for Kickstarter, there's not a lot of Kickstarters that are motorcycle enthusiasts. It's a bit more of an artsy, hipster-esque crowd. Why crowdfunding versus the VC angel route for something like this, where you do really have a revolutionary technology? How'd you you choose? We're doing both. I've learned an awful lot over the past number of years, and we're working with angel groups in Boston, New York. Rochester is a hotspot for uh, angel investors in technology. So there's a a relatively sizable group here in Rochester and upstate New York. And I think a lot of the angels look for that. You know, they look for what other sources of funding do you have? And, you know, one of the benefits of angel or of crowdfunding is I don't have to give the company away. So when I go to angel investing, I've got to start diluting my shares and my equity in the company. So, you know, I want to do a mix of that. And it's not really unlike what Scully just did. So Scully Helmets is a company that developed a rear-facing camera helmet that does a few other things. And they got some funding out of Silicon Valley, then went and took the Indiegogo route, actually, to raise another couple of million dollars. But they had tremendous social following when they started their campaign, which was a big advantage to them. I love that you're running this out of central New York. I'm a Syracuse guy myself. That's where I grew up. I would love to see Bayheim sporting one of these in your Kickstarter video. Get on that. So my next question for you, David, we've talked a little bit about the campaign. What have you been doing for promotion, marketing, getting this out to people, getting the word out there? What have you been doing? Well, you know, if I could give any advice to somebody who wants to do this, there's really two aspects to that. There's one is the stuff that you can do on your own through self-promotion. So, you know, develop your Facebook following, develop your Twitter following, but then go find somebody who's really well 
connected, who's a proponent of what you're doing, who has industry knowledge, industry connection, and then leverage them as much as you can. And, you know, I have to say, I've been very, very fortunate in that respect. Bill Dutcher is the founder of Americade. Americade is one of the larger motorcycle rallies in the U.S. It happens in Lake George, New York. And I've been there a couple of times and I got invited to go because one of the organizers saw a article in the newspaper about what I was doing. They really promote motorcycle safety and asked if I'd go up and talk to him about it. So I did. And while I was there two years ago, I had a chance to talk to Bill Dutcher, who was the founder of Americade. And uh, he really loved it. And uh, we ended up connecting. He agreed to join my advisory board. So he's been providing, you know, just really, really great counsel and advice and help with promotion. The other person was Krista Neuhauser. Now, Krista Neuhauser is the um, editor-in-chief publisher, owner of Roadrunner Touring and Travel Magazine. And if you've never seen it, it is really worth looking at. It is a beautiful, glossy magazine. It's all about traveling and touring, predominantly in the U.S., but it has motorcycle reviews and and other stuff in it. And I met her at Americate, and she loved what we did. And she's done two articles in their magazine. And her son is the editor-in-chief of the magazine, and he just did a post on Facebook. And it was just really, really tremendous. They were so helpful. So I've been working with them for a year now. They did a couple of articles for me. They think the product is great. They publish stuff on their online forum. And I said, you've not only helped me understand more about the industry and my buyer, you've been you know, very generous with media publication. I'd really like to bring you on board, make you a part of the company. And they said, no, thank you. We want to maintain our editorial integrity. If we got something for doing this, that wouldn't be the case. We're not going to compromise that, but we're happy to help. And I just thought that was just so tremendous. So we've been staying in touch. And uh, when I kicked off the Kickstarter campaign, Florian Newhauser, who's the editor-in-chief, so he and his mom, Krista, run Roadrunner magazine. And here's what he posted. He said, please support this Kickstarter campaign. Let's help get this life-saving product to market. We've seen several helmet-mounted lights before, but this one is superior in its engineering and functionality. Earlier this summer, we got to play around with a few prototypes and got a look behind the scenes. Even if you don't support it, please share with your motorcycling friends and family. Thanks, Florian. And then he published the Kickstarter campaign. And he got 700 likes and 500 shares or something crazy on his Facebook page, which is tremendous for me. And they don't get anything from it. So hook yourself up with somebody who can help you be a champion, who is a champion for what you're doing, who's got industry and contacts and and social presence that you don't have. And these are the kinds of things where, you know, I'm busier than a one-armed paper hanger. And it's all about promotion and publicity and, and keeping these kinds of things in mind. Do not underestimate the importance of social media. There's nothing more important when you're marketing. Social media, testimonials, guys, get the proof from other people. That's how you're going to really show that what you have is something that gets people excited. I want to jump to the launch round now. How's that sound, David? Sure. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Guys, I have an awesome update I want to tell you about. I asked you guys, what do you need? What's holding you back from crowdfunding success, from building the business you all wanted to build? Overwhelmingly, it was challenges with Kickstarter, launching campaigns. You guys wanted a step-by-step course walking you through exactly what it takes to succeed on Kickstarter. So that's what we're building. 
Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart launch course. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can check out and pre-order the course that's going to take you through each and every single stage of running a successful Kickstarter campaign. This is based off of 80 inventor interviews, consulting with clients, and working so much more with crowdfunding. If you want a step-by-step guide to take you through exactly what it takes to succeed, this is for you. Pre-order today or just learn more at artofthekickstart.com slash course. So David, first question for you. You're an inventor. You're a businessman. Which would you rather go down in history as? A great inventor, a great businessman, and why? Oh, that's a tough... I mean, I think they kind of go hand in hand. I'd rather be an inventor, I think. And that's because as an inventor, I can change things. I can make things better. I can make something easier for people, save a life. You know, it's really exciting for me. I tell people all the time, if this, uh, you know, Hellstar thing gets really big and uh, and I make a ton of money and I divide it by the number of hours that I put into this, it'll probably be something like minimum wage. And that's okay. But the one thing I can't wait to get is a letter from a spouse, brother, significant other, mother that says, thanks to your product, my son, daughter, husband, whatever came home safe tonight. I'm getting the tingles just hearing that. It is so crazy. And that's what you get from being an inventor. That is what you're doing. You're saving lives. Guys, even if you don't ride a bike, just share this freaking campaign. Help make it happen. Next question for you, David. So you're doing this. You're running the Kickstarter campaign, and this is art of the Kickstart. Have there been any crowdfunding campaigns that really got you into the swing of crowdfunding that pumped you up, made you need to get on this campaign, made you made your draw drop because you just had to do it? You know, I don't know if there really was. I didn't know much about crowdfunding until a short while ago. And then I started following campaigns. There was one on Kickstarter that I thought was fascinating. I'm also a photographer. Somebody developed something called the Petsful Lens. Petsful was a guy who built the premier portrait lens a hundred years ago. And, uh, you know, way back then, they didn't have Photoshop. They didn't have the technology that we have today. They had fixed lenses. And what he did was absolutely brilliant. And essentially, it kept the subject in focus and the things outside the subject slightly blurred like you would do in a portrait and um, his lens became the de facto standard back in the day so someone reinvented it for modern day cameras and I just thought that was really really cool and they raised a ton of money on Kickstarter I love watching the campaign and I love watching what they did and it, it kind of encouraged me to think about something along those lines and using crowdfunding as one of the mechanisms of raising the money that I need and it's so brilliant I've seen it so many times now with Kickstarter creators people that have go to the past for inspiration. They'll create innovation off of old products and they'll absolutely kill it. People don't realize they can do it. That's a great way to build a business and a product. My next question for you is going to be tough. You're into photography. You're clearly a lover of birds. If you could see any bird in the world, what would it be? A hyacinth parrot, a hyacinth macaw in flight. Hyacinth macaw is uh, is the largest of the macaws. It's a big bird. It is absolutely spectacular in its color and everything else. So you see them in captivity and they're just amazing. And to see one in the wild in flight would just be amazing. But, you know, I, I'll do that. I will absolutely do that. I love exploring those kinds of things. I mean, I'm a big scuba diver and I might find it easier to ask what kind of fish do you want to see? Although I swam with whale sharks last year. That was on a bucket list. Shoot, I'm loving you more and more. I want to get into scuba diving so much. It seems so exciting. And this is really important, I think, to have hobbies, to have other things that you do outside of business. 
business, things that help make you happy. That's the that's the point of being an inventor, starting your own business. You know, it is so important to maintain your balance and your priorities. And we forget and we slip into the reason we work is for work itself. And it shouldn't be that way. I mean, we should work to support our hobbies and our families and the people in our lives. And we get it wrong. So I do. I work really hard. I work a lot of hours. I try not to forget about the things that I love to do. And I've been diving for a very, very long time. And I would, especially where you are, I would highly encourage you, go learn how to scuba dive, get certified and uh, explore a world that very, very few people get a chance to really see and interact with. As an entrepreneur, you got to do things people won't so you can live like others can't. I want to do that. I want to get down to Koh Samui and check it out. That is so cool. I love what you're doing. And last question of the launch round, David, business books, life books, what have been two or three that have been really influential on you, changed your life, your outlook on business, just made you into a better, more awesome person? That's a really good question. Seven Habits of Highly Organized People is a tough read. I didn't find it to be a fast read, but I really resonated with a lot of the points that are made in the book. So I think that's 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 one of those must reads for everybody. If I had a pick a book that I think was important to me. That's a very fast read that I also think everybody should read. It's Illusions by Richard Bach. And that is, um, I'll bet no one else on your list has picked that one. No one has. That's a new one. Yeah. And the, the reason I picked that one is the premise of the book is really you're never given a wish without being given the power to make it come true. But then it says, but you may have to work for it. You know, there's a quote in the book, people don't need airplanes to soar. Even the darkest clouds have meaning once we lift ourselves above them. The the book is all about how you can achieve more than you think you can. You just have to believe. It's a great book. It's a really interesting read. It's going to make you think a little bit, but it's an enjoyable story. It's one I go back to, Illusions by Richard Bach. That's a really interesting one. I'm going to have to check that out. I love The Seven Habits. That's such a great book. Guys, check that out. That's probably used a lot, but it, it is a great book. And, you know, you have to turn it into your own. So you will find the things that you can take out of that. It doesn't mean that those are the de facto seven principles you have to live your life by. But, you know, there's there's a lot to be learned there. Oh, absolutely. Guidelines. And I would just listen to them a couple of times. There's just so much insight into those. You can check any of those out, guys. Artofthekickstart.com slash audible. Free audiobook to listen to, gym, whatever. It's a great way to learn. And let's get back to you, back to the business. So you still have 54 days left in this campaign. You've raised about 10 grand. I see you raising quite a bit more, plus absolutely nailing it with angel funding. You have a great product. You have a great innovation. What are you doing now to push forward? What is your plan to make this happen? What are you going to do? Just leave it all out there. You know, there's still a lot of work from a social media perspective. So the hard part about the social media thing is timing. Timing is really, really critical. But this week, you're going to see more newspaper articles, more press releases. You're just going to see a lot more in the media. So one of the reasons we ran a 60-day campaign is because because we knew that for the first 30 days, we were going to be building. So I'm happy with the progress that we've made so far. There's still an awful lot of people who are sharing and retweeting and spreading the news. That's what it takes to get the message out there. It is very, very difficult. And the other thing that we've done is our campaign is US only. We may open it up. I've had so many people from Singapore and Canada and Australia and all over who have said, how come you 
only shipping to the U.S.? And the answer is really because we know when we can ship to the U.S. We've already been granted FCC approval. There's just a formality that you have to go through in every geo to get the okay with the kind of technology that I've got. And it's really not a big deal. You just have to go get it. I don't know exactly how long that'll take. So it makes it a little tougher when it comes to a delivery commitment. So we said, let's just do it in the U.S. But I may open it, may make it a little bit broader. But for the rest of the campaign, it is a daily effort to communicate with folks like you, with the media, and uh, staying on top of Facebook and Twitter, making sure I answer all the questions that I've got, keeping the campaign site updated, but you know, just working all that social media stuff. Oh man, you just compared me to the media. I think I'm going to have to go quit, smash my laptop or something. <laughs> so here's my here's my thoughts on that. I think that you need to open this up internationally, not necessarily everywhere, but Canada and Europe. One big thing in the U.S., there's not a lot of bikers. You look at Europe. Mopeds are absolutely enormous. A lot of the emerging countries as well. Get that out there so other people have the opportunity to do that and sell this as an amazing holiday gift. Because think about it, guys. You've got that one crazy kid that's biking. You've got that cousin that you don't want on the motorcycle, but he is. This is a great gift for aunts, for moms to give to their relatives to keep them safe, keep them protected. Last question for you now, David. I think this has been an awesome interview. You've shared a really cool story. Plus, you're a pretty cool guy, honestly. My question is, you have one piece of advice, one thing to tell inventors, entrepreneurs, other people out there that want to make something freaking amazing happen. What is the one thing you tell them to help them change the world? Opportunities are never lost. They're just found by someone else. And that is so true. So take risks, move quickly, fail quickly, learn and keep moving. I mean, when you talk to entrepreneurs, and I've talked to a bunch, their big success is not their first attempt. You know, there are more millionaires who have been bankrupt than anybody else in society. And that's because these are risk takers. And it's okay to do that. But take risks, move quickly, fail quickly. It's okay. But learn from what you did and then just keep moving. There is no better advice. It's a lean startup. Just go for it. But what you guys doing, don't take risk with your life. Get one of these helmets. Get Hellstar. Why should people check you out? Where can they find you at, David? Give yourself a little pitch, a little prop. You bet. Third Eye Design Inc. All spelled out. T-H-I-R-D-E-Y-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-I-N-C.com is our website site. And of course, if you go to Kickstarter, do a search for Hellstar, you'll find our campaign. And really, it is a great opportunity. The technology that's built into our product is just amazing. It's not a light. It's not as simple as a light on the back of the helmet. There's a reason nobody's effectively done this before. And it's partly because our technology didn't exist. But our unit is programmable and upgradable. And we have 21 claims in our patent. They all relate to a feature. So go check it out. And you can get one at nearly 50% off on the Kickstarter campaign by pre-ordering one today. Guys, look, I don't know how much your life is worth, but this is a hundred bucks. This is pretty freaking cheap. Get one for yourself. Get one for your loved one. At the very least, share the campaign. Let's help make this happen. Thank you for coming on today, David. You shared a really cool story. I know people are going to learn a lot from you and hopefully check out the product. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you liked the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love 
love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.